Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal? We rock! But the evil that men do... ...lends on. We gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, I hope everyone's having a safe and happy 4th of July weekend. Welcome to the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, hitting that download button on iTunes, checking us out on YouTube, any way that you come across this podcast. We really appreciate it. And we have a big guest this week as former Pantera, former Down, Kill Devil Hill bassist Rex Brown is going to be joining us in just a little bit to talk about his newest solo effort. It's called Smoke This. It's out on July 28th. And I'll tell you what. Rex is bringing it with this thing, man. He's singing vocals. He's playing guitar. This is just a down and dirty Texas Roadhouse rock album. And I can't tell you how excited a lot of people are for this release. You know, you've seen some of the videos uh, that have been released. Uh, the Train song is something that's uh, it's been out. It's a great video. Really good song. I'll tell you what. Rex is really uh, bringing it with this thing. And, uh, you know, Rex is a different cat. You know, we've had this interview uh, in the can for a few weeks now as we've been kind of backlogged with interviews. It's been a crazy busy summer so far. Hitting shows like Def Leppard, Mr. Big, Warrant, getting interviews with all those. We've got a lot going on the rest of the summer. But, hey, this is a great time of the year in America. America, I tell you what, you can go out, see a show, you know, getting um, all the fireworks celebrations, you're going to the lake, doing stuff with the family, that's what it's all about here in America, and it is the 4th of July weekend, and this is our special Independence Day version of the Music Mania podcast, and we can't thank everybody enough for uh, for joining us, for everything that uh, that you guys do, whether it be providing feedback, you know, listening to the shows, hitting us up, asking us to bring guests on, we love all of it, and we can't thank you enough. So without further ado, we are going to get to this week's interview, which is with ex-Pantera bassist Rex Brown, right after this. If you miss the experience and atmosphere of an old-school record store, then visit CD Warehouse in Gladstone. Your one-stop shop for CDs, vinyl, t-shirts, and more. We just moved downstairs from our previous location, so visit us at 2504 Northeast 57th Terrace in Kansas City, Missouri, or call 816-455-2130. CD Warehouse, 22 years strong in North Kansas City, Missouri. And don't forget, we buy, sell, and trade. Hey, Rex, how's it going there, my man? Going great, dude. How are you? Hey, doing great. This is awesome. I just now uh, got a hold of the album. I just now saw the video uh, for the train song, man. Just crossed my, crossed my wire about 30 minutes ago, man. That's a great video. All good things coming nice. up here for you, man. Yeah, I've been, dude, I've been working fucking hard. That that's what it's all about. That's what that's what it's all about. Well, I told myself I told myself I was gonna take a couple of years off. God damn, here I go again. <laughs> it's like uh, the, the Godfather Three. Yeah, I was gonna say. Trying to get they suck you back in. It's yeah. just like the mafia. Absolutely. But, uh, well, fuck it. Hey, it's just what I do, man. It's just rock and roll, you know. 
that's exactly right. And uh, of course, July twenty eighth, smoke on this. The whole album is going to come out. I'm um, you know, before we get into some of this, just kind of talk about uh, about kind of how this all came about. You talked about being sucked back in. You know, you were kind of you know you you were in a lot of bands. You've done some stuff with Phil Anselmo with Down. You've done Kill Devil Hill. Kind of took you a few years off. You know, why this project and why now? Why not? <laughs> um, it was just one of those things where I got on the bus and I was going, you know what? I'm I'm tired of this shit. You know, rolling around and like fucking sitting around waiting and play a show. And then I'm going, you know what? You haven't had time to smell the fucking real coffee in a long time. You haven't watched the grass just sit with a cup of coffee and watch the grass grow. You haven't seen your kids in forever. You know, you need to go take care of you for a while. Um, I didn't have any drug problems or Ralph, you know, I quit drinking years ago. But it, it was one of those where I was just, uh, I was getting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? One burnt, so I love playing, but I was just going, I want to go do my own shit. And that's when I finally just said, you know what, I've, I've, I've got these tracks and I, I bounced them around. First I bounced around and killed over hell guys and, you know, or, or Mark and he did, he just couldn't make it happen with what he wanted to do. And we had recorded some stuff, I guess, about eight, about eight months later. And, and that just it wasn't where I was going. And so I went to the Summer Nam up in, in, in Nashville in 2015. It sounds like a long time ago, but it really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Um, I think as we grow a little older, uh, you know, time just slips away so goddamn fast. Um, I just, you know, got into this amazing relationship, you know, with this woman I'd been with before Pat Um I was wanting that to blossom. I couldn't find it blossom on the road. Um, and there, there's a lot of reason for me taking off. And plus, I didn't know anybody a goddamn thing. You know, I'm saying, sure. um, I needed time for me, you know, I'd been out there giving it my all for 25 years. Um, it was time for me to, to take, you know, to try to tackle. And I just started writing songs with this buddy of mine, Lance Harville, that, uh, that lived in Nashville. And he had just moved there about a year, or about, I don't know, a few months before I went to, to Summer Nam. And Summer Nam's are these real laid back, you know, you pay for your parents go in and you sign up and you just hang out with a bunch of, you know, industry guys. And it's a real laid back affair. But I got to meet a whole, you know, there's a rock and roll community up there now. And um, so I met this drummer that turned me on this producer that had a studio, um, or basically just a friend that had the studio. And we started producing this thing together, though he's, he's credited as producer on this thing. Um, I'll, I'll give him his credit where it's due. He had to put up my ass for fucking six <laughs> So, you know, we started with like, you know, I tw- had 24 songs. I narrowed it down to 13. And then we finally ended up with 11 at the end of the day. So I've been sitting on this since, you know, December or even earlier. Um, we went back and recorded it, we recorded the drums on this because I just didn't like the drum sound and we were starting to polish turds and, <laughs> and uh, went back and recorded the guitars and we, we never touched the bass and, uh, and just tried to go back and, and get the vocals a little bit better. Even though I couldn't t- touch some of the first ones that we did, you know, um, it was just, man, it was fun going back and playing 
music that wasn't just had to go back to the riff or it had to go back to this or just I wanted to get real simple with this one just don't bore us get straight to the fucking chorus and get out you know make your point with the song and then do what you gotta do you know um if you, if you listen to the Beatles tracks, they don't have a track longer than, you know, if you listen to Come Together, it's three minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just get to it, but it, 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 you know, I wanted to, this first record, I wanted where it leaves you hanging a little bit where you want more. You know, um, not intentionally, but in a weird VS, it was intentional. <laughs> well, you know, it wants you to, move on to the next track so you can hear something different you know but I wanted to make all this you know these different these different sounds that I had in my head I wanted to use the studio this time I let the studio use it as a palette as uh what can I do with this what can I make this trip you know but let's harken back you know I was listening to a lot of vinyl I was listening to a lot of of uh old playlists of stuff of the 70s man you know I'm a, I'm a child of the 70s mm-hmm. man I grew up with that kind of shit. I was smoking a lot of weed and fucking listening to, uh, you name it, you know? Uh, there was so much great music that came out of that era, you know? And I think it's just been lost on, on kids, and I think it's why it's so stale today, because people just don't understand the vibe of what that whole generation was. It wasn't the 60s that was all about rock and roll. It's the 70s mm-hmm. that was all about rock and roll. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, it really was. I mean, there was so much diverse stuff coming out between the 70s. You butt all, those, all that stuff together and you take all the influences that I learned as a kid, you know, and I had to figure out why am I doing this in the first place? Well, love of music, you know, and that's, that's sometimes that's, you know, that's what I say, I guess, in the bio, you have to go backwards and go forwards. You really do. I mean, why did I start doing this shit anyway I can sit on my couch the rest of my life I want to I don't want to do that you know I want to I want to keep being creative you know and then so here I am today talking to you yeah and it's uh, you know just getting a chance to run through it before uh, before we called it was certainly a process but it was something I was really happy to do and very proud of you know it is, and, yeah, and, I, and I wasn't sure what to expect because uh, when I heard you were going to do your own vocals for this, like I, I don't know what Rex sounds like. What's this going to be like? And I just got to hear it just now. Talk about no, just kind of doing your own vocals. Rex what he sounded like, but we did, we've never been on a track before. You know? Right, right. Never been on his, his own solo track except for one song that I did with uh, for some Kiss tribute or something. And you have you have a you have a very I distinct got all voice. Tweeting stuff, and people just hit me left and right about this video, and I'm like, fuck off! I can't turn it off. It, you've got you've got a great voice though. It's something that goes totally with this album. You talk about the seventies. It, it sounds like this. You talk about the seventies. That really stood out to me because I know you and you're from Texas, so it's like the seventies. You talk, you think about like the, the music that was coming out of there, uh, even in the seventies, from the blues stuff, from Stevie Ray Vaughan, the stuff that you could just like. I picture hearing this album just blaring out at a, some Texas saloon down there. And, a lot of people would call it all kinds of stuff. Look, I was raised around the blues. You know, when me and Don were growing up, their old man had a studio. We used, we used to sit there, you know, just during the week, and there'd be sessions going on, and we had the luxury to just sit and had a couch in front of the board. And so these guys would be, you know, rip-roaring. We'd 
you know, we'd stay up till, you know, midnight where, when it just started getting rolling and then, you know, the old man, they'd start smoking weed and he'd chase out of the street. You know, um, but we got to learn firsthand how these guys just got four on the floor and did it. You know, and there was their cut, you know. That was the track. Everything was isolated, but then they got four on the floor and, just, you know, the guys started singing. And uh, usually they, they they come back and over that bubble. We got to see that from a very early age. And uh, and that's something that, that's, uh, you know, Pantera was such a microscope. You know, we, we had to put everything, it was isolated. We had to, you know, do this part separately, over it up this and do it, you know, but it was all on four, it was all on, on huge 24 track. You know, so I wanted to go back to recording that way. You know, four on the floor, just me, the guitar player, and and, uh, and I didn't sing on this one when we were doing that because I was still trying to find my voice and find the lyrics and, you know, I was still writing and everything else. But, uh, man, it was cool as fuck doing this thing. You know, and I just about wore the producer. I didn't want to talk to him for about two or three months. And, uh, but, you know, I stay at his house every time I come to go into Nashville and put the whole band up there now, you know. It's cool. He's got a great place. I mean, just unreal. And Caleb Sherman, of course, you're talking about uh, working on this thing. My gosh, you guys, you had to bring in some heavy hitters. You know, you brought uh, drums, or I think were tracked by talking Christopher Williams. Him. Oh, Chris Williams, yeah. Yeah. Chris, yeah, Christopher turned me on to, you know, we had met as friends through a rock buddy, photographer buddy of mine. And, uh, and I was doing a shoot for one of my endorsements, and, and so I met Christopher, and he was super, super cool, and he came down to the studio. Actually, he came out to, we had a couple of studios that we were working out. I worked at one at Lance's house, and uh, finally moved into Caleb's place. So I think uh, Christopher, worked, we, we sat and put and rehearsed for maybe five or six hours before we went in the studio the next day and cut 11 songs in the next two or three days. Because I thought I was just going to go in and, remember, you know, record, a, you know, I had a three-day little, you know, thing. So I said, well, let me go put this down and see what we can do in those three days. And my three days usually are straight through three days, you know. Like, I need about four hours sleep and I'm good to go. Um, so, um, but this, those, those three days turn into a year. You know, it, it uh, you know, life sometimes gets in the way. It, uh, um, I bought a home here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we, we, we gutted the whole place, knocked down walls, uh, repainted the whole sun bitch, put all European hardwood flooring in it. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those labors of love. And then, it's a, doing a little roadblock for about four and a half months, and then I got back to the record and we finished it off. Um, about, uh, this, this time last year, and, and the cool thing about this too, Rex, you got so uh, you got the pledge music thing coming up, man. That, that if you want to pre-order the thing, it's July twenty eighth. But the, talk about the pledge music, uh, you can go on there. A lot of different items, a lot of different things you can get that pre-orders you the album and uh, you know kicks in on this thing. The, the pledge music that's that's how they think, how things get done these days, man. That's uh, hopefully that's been a good venture for you guys. Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's been really really good. I. I, I, I looked into that stuff before because I didn't know how I was going to put this music out. I, you know, I didn't want to... I, look, I, they, there was a bidding war going on for this thing. And, um, and I was like, I want to throw my music on the wall and see if it sticks. 
You know, it's so easy to do these days. And, um, and so I'm at the, you know, uh, the whole process, I do like four songs and I send it to my buddy Scott Givens over to E1. And he was showing because really serious interest. And, um, and then, you know, I'd go do another four and finish those off and then, you know, mix all of them and then master all of them. And then, you know, and then I'd do another four and I did another four that, you know, three of them didn't make it on the record. So it was, uh, then I, I just didn't want to stop, you know, but at a certain point I burned every lick out of every motherfucker <laughs> that I could, including myself, you know. Um, when I put, you know, if I'm going to make a record, I'm going to put every resource and every thing that I can into it, you know. And um, and so we worked and we worked and we worked and we mixed and we remixed and we took that mix and threw it out the window and, you know, went back to scratch, you know. Uh, it was one of those who wanted it to be Maybe it was overproduced, you know. Um, we should have just let fly with whatever came out the very first time. I've got, man, I've got so many. I think we, I probably have a hundred different mixes of the fucking record in different formats. Mm -hmm. So, um, dude, it, it, it was fun playing music again. That's, that's the whole fun matter. If you got a dream, stick with it. You know, that's, that's what I've always done. But if you're going to do it, you better give it 110%. You know, and that means from, um, you know, since this is my first solo record, I, you know, I had all the pictures, I had all the stuff, I had to put all the fucking art together. Even though I had to, you know, the big companies, everybody else helping me, I had a vision for this. You know, black and white, rock and roll, tied together, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, uh, and then I put a band together in the process during the last, you know, six months. And uh, do these guys in a room, and, and uh, you know it's six piece. I've got I'm playing guitar. I've got two other guitar players. Um, Johnny Kelly, you know my trusted buddy from old friend from Typo that I've known 25 plus years. Um, it's um, it's one of those things where you know I just kind of put all these guys in a room, and bam! I had to walk out after 30 minutes. We had played like three tracks, and everybody knew the record. You know, everybody's very professional. And I walked out in the parking lot and I just started screaming. I couldn't believe how good it was. You know, um, it's it's going to be, you know, God damn, here I go again. You know? <laughs> back in. <laughs> and I'm back to fucking work, man. I got to get back to work, you know? Are, are you going to tour on this thing at all? What's the what's the shows? Are you going to do some yeah, shows we, on this? We're doing shows on this. Hell yeah. We're going to show. We're going to find, uh, no, I mean, it, 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 we're not going to tour with hell yeah, the band. So, <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's fine to pick the ones that you want to go to, you know. Um, no more of the days of the handshakes and all playing all the clubs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've been past that for a long time. Um, but you never know. I might, you know, I might put the boys in the back of a fucking van or something big enough to put all six of us in with the road crew, and you never know. You, you find you find out who the who the real true gentlemen are and who aren't. 
or who can survive. I'll tell you what, if you want to feel a little old today, um, it is survival. It's, it is survival. Especially and, on the road with me. <laughs> you, you were such an integral part of one of the biggest metal bands of all time in, in Pantera. But if you want to feel a little old today, 25 years since Vulgar, Vulgar Display of Power, man, that's some shit right there when you think about that. It uh, doesn't make today? me feel. <laughs> that's crazy. Was that today? Uh, no, it was. It was, in, it was a couple months ago. It was in February, but still, just twenty five years in February. That's insane. It seems like yesterday. Yeah, doesn't it? It really does. And, and dude, you know what's crazy was when we were in the studio doing this thing. I haven't had that feeling. I guess because I was driving the ship. You know that I haven't had that feeling in a long time. Um, of that kind of camaraderie and that chemistry. You know, it was really good. We got to wrap this up real quick, buddy. I'm sorry I was late. Hey, I had to go pee. Rex, no problem, my man. Hey, good stuff. Can't wait for the album July 28th coming out. Thanks so much for calling in, man. We'll catch up soon. Get your ass to Kansas City, and we'll find you a venue. We'll make this happen uh, on the on the tour. That's the whole thing, my friend. Trying to find those venues, you know. Hey, I'm uh, few and far between in America. I'll help you out. I'm in touch yeah, with your manager. You'll I'll... see me. You'll see me in the arena soon. Hell yeah, brother. Hey, thanks so much, man. We'll catch up soon. See you. Thanks, man. And a big thanks to Rex for joining us. I'll tell you what, he had to go to the bathroom, had to cut it off. So that's how it ended here on the Music Mania podcast. But hey, Rex is a different cat. Good dude. A little different than some of the other interviews we've done, but uh, he's very forthright. Tells it like it is. That's what we love about him. Rex Brown, thanks so much. And I tell you what, hope everybody has just a great Independence Day, uh, great Fourth of July weekend, whatever you're doing out on the lake, hitting uh, hitting a concert. Hope that's what uh, you guys are up to because there's so many great, uh, a lot of great tours going on right now. We've got Iron Maiden in, in America. Kind of a rarity, you know, they don't do a lot of extended American dates. Go see Iron Maiden if they're out there. In fact, I'm going to be hitting L.A. and Vegas here in the next uh, week or so. So hoping to get some uh, some good interviews out on the road while I'm there. Guys, this is a huge pleasure for us to bring the, you this podcast each and every week. We thank you so much for listening. If you have any ideas for guests, please hit us up. We will be glad to look into that for you. And I tell you what, hope you are celebrating in grandiose fashion. And until next week on the Music Radio Podcast, we will be joined by none other than Broken Teeth, Dangerous Toys, Frontman Jason McMaster. So look forward to that. Thank you so much. Once again, Clint Schweitzer and the Music Media Podcast saying goodbye for now, but not forever. Thank you so much.